it wasn't easy at my age to make this transition. It was the hardest thing we ever did. But it, now was the best thing we ever did. Welcome to Home Stories, where we explore the lives of Ireland's newest residents who've arrived from Africa, Asia and South America and are currently passing through the direct provision system. My name is Moncon McGann and today I'm talking to Pauline from South Africa. I'm Pauline, born Landsberg or von Landsberg, German. And I married a South African, actually was born in Zimbabwe, but registered in South Africa. Van Wijk, but it's Dutch. And I've got five children. My eldest one's adopted, and the other four are my biological children from my husband. And I've got nine grandchildren. And you've been in Ireland for how long? Two and a half years. Remember, I'm quite old. I've got a lot of memories. No, I think one that really sticks out was a, a funny, happy memory of my mum being seven months pregnant and watching, doing washing outside. And we had an ostrich that was tame. So my mum's doing the washing of nappies and stuff and she was pregnant. And the ostrich came along and took the bar of soap she was using from the washing and it swallowed the soap. So my mum grabbed it by its neck and I came running thinking she was going to kill the ostrich. Meantime, she was pushed, she pushed the soap right out again because they eat a lot of junk right. and stones and everything. But my mom always <laughs> got it out the ostrich. <laughs> there was one funny incident Ooh. which I thoroughly enjoyed. And where did you grow up? In Zimbabwe, uh, southern Rhodesia when I was a child. What they call now Mutari but it was Amtali when I was a child and was on the border of the Portuguese border to Mozambique. It was in the valley. The whole little town was built in the valley and you had these enormous big mountains. It's such a beautiful little place. Mm. And that's where I finished high school, left and went to the big city. My mum and dad were... My dad was a very hard worker and we grew up relatively poor but very happy we had a good childhood my dad taught us things that many people even my age have never experienced um watching a python eat a diker and he let us sit there and watch until that python had swallowed that diker and for seven days he took us back there because for seven days it laid there until this diker had digested. And of course, after seven days, it regurgitates the skin and bones. And it's all rolled into like a ball. It was so interesting. We've seen all that. Wow. Growing up, we only ate wild meat, wild duck, what we call the African dove, bush dove. And this all was the kinds of meat. That your father would have hunted, or were you? Yeah, my brothers, my one brother, not my other one, he wouldn't hunt. But my one brother started hunting when he was very young, four years old. And it sounds crazy because the rifle was bigger than him, but my dad used to help him. And we always had fresh meat. So we, we were used to growing up on, on wild meat. I would say a majority of black Africans did the years that when I grew up. Mm. Then we moved to the city and life really changed. It was so different. because growing up in the bush, you don't actually have doors. We had curtains for doors, and our houses were made like the black people's. 
Poland dogger. Dogger is a mug that they put between the poles to keep the cold or the heat out. So when you went to go into another room, you knocked with your mouth. Knock, knock. Knock, knock, knock. Can I come in? So when I was about 16, it took me a while not to actually knock on a door. I used to say, knock, knock, it's me. Can I come in? So yeah, those were really special memories. And we were a big family of nine. Then, oh, there's so, so many things I could tell you, but it's just too many. <laughs> What's very uh, strange for us when we arrived here, and they said, you're from South Africa, Johannesburg, really? But you come from a safe country, what do you want here? We lived on a plot, which is extremely dangerous. You live behind locked trelly doors, what we call safe trelly doors. They're steel doors, that they're an expanded door, so if you run, you can slam the door closed. It's a slam lock, so that whoever is, wants to try and come in would battle, take them a while. But uh, you live behind those locked doors and in, in raise the city, a wire. In the yes, city in South we Africa. we lived outside Johannesburg, outside Krugersdorp on a plot. Oh, so what is a plot? A plot a has, plot it's a vet like garden? A small farm. Okay. Nine hectares. And you were growing food? No. What a lot of plot owners do, they, people that don't want to live in Johannesburg, then they build cottages on the plots and they rent them out. And that's what we, we lived on a plot okay. and um, it was wonderful. But whether you lived in the city or on a plot, you lived in security. That's the unfortunate that yeah. that has got to that dangerous, mm. really dangerous degree. My husband was in 12 armed robberies with AK-47s. Uh, he was in a hijacking. We were in four attempted hijackings. The one was with my daughter and I was teaching her to drive. And I was in the passenger seat and we got to the robot and the, I could see in the wing mirror and in the review mirror, they were coming, four of them were coming towards the car. And I saw the one guy had his hand like in his pants here and I thought, I said, Nicolette, go through this robot. She says, mommy, I can't, cars will hit me. I said, Nicolette, you go through this robot. They're going to hijack us and I saw them coming. One came to her door, tried to open it. The other one was trying to open the back, hatchback, and the other one came to me. But my window was only open like this. Now, normally we don't leave windows open. And he tried to put his hand in, but I put the auto window up, but he held it. And he said, hey, give me your cell phone. And he says, and get out this car. I said, Nikki, go through the robot. Just go and put your hazards on and blow the hooter. We've got to go. They're going to kill us because they'll just shoot through the door. Anyway, we managed to get out of that. And then we had an incident with an actual policeman in the Hillbrow area. She used to work there for a very big company. And unfortunately, the head office was in Hillbrow and their policeman stopped us. And he said, have you got anything in your ID book? So I said, no, what do you want with my ID book? But I knew. In all honesty, a lot of South Africans will put money in their ID book, whatever, 20, mm -hmm. 50. I said, you can have my ID book. So he says, no, I want her because my daughter then was driving again. And he said, I want her license. So she doesn't have a license. I said, I'm teaching her. Then I'm arresting her now and I'm impounding the car. I said, we'll do it. 
My poor daughter thought she was going to die. I said to Nikki, don't panic. He's not going to do anything. He wants a bribe. So he says to me, excuse me, you stop talking now. Eventually, I just kept him talking until he gave up and let us go. And then you speak English and then you all, do you speak a local language or do you speak Afrikaans? We speak Afrikaans. I actually grew up in a a home where my mother was very Afrikaans and my dad was English speaking. But it wasn't the genuine like Dutch language that originally came into South Africa. Mm -hmm. It was what we call bastardized kitchen. Yeah. Kitchen Afrikaans. Can you think of any specific interesting words or words that you liked from Afrikaans? Bluxem. Like, if I'm going to hit you, I'm going to bluxem you. <laughs> Meantime, that word is actually like me in English. Uh, donor and blitzen. Yeah, yes, yeah. donor and bluxem. Huh. I'm going to donor you <laughs> or I'm going to bluxem you. Uh, I remember in Botswana, a policeman came to arrest my husband because he served in the military in Zimbabwe and they said he was a spy. So I said, you are making me now the donary. And he said to me, you swearing at me. I said, you know what? You're so uneducated <laughs> to this inspector because he didn't know what donor was. I said, do you know what donor is? It's thunder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I would say to you, wow, your tart was lacquer. Would you know what lacquer is? No. That's my favorite Afrikaans uh. word. It's really good. Oh, like 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 in German, like tasty, like lacquer. Yes, There's this ganz lacquer. Lovely. Yeah. Huh. Yes, it's I'm... lovely. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like people in Ireland to know about you or about the culture you come from or people something that we don't understand? What the Irish don't know is how violent South Africa really is and how bad it really is. They look at you and think you come from this massive big country because as far as I know, Ireland can fit 17 times into South Africa. Right. Never mind Africa, but South Africa alone is a massive Country. Yes, it's a big country, but it's a very violent country. Horrible things happen to us there, especially my daughter. And uh, those are hard things still for me now to be here. Pauline, I'm so sorry. Right. You know. And this is a country that you adored. Yes, heartbreaking, because we left our country of birth, Mm. went to South Africa because. Your family originally actually come from South Africa to Rhodesia those days. And so you go back where you your family came from. My grandfather was born in Putchestrum in South Africa. So we were just going back to what we felt was ours. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't. We lived there 30 odd years mm-hmm. and was never ours. But even when you leave it, you know you've left Five weeks before we left, my sister died. There were only the three of us left out of nine of us. She died five weeks before we flew out from South Africa to here. I left my eldest sister, who's 74. And that's all I've got now, is only the two of us. It wasn't easy at my age to make this transition with a very sickly daughter and a very sickly husband. So when they say, why did you come here? It's not easy. It was the hardest thing we ever did. But now was the best thing we ever did. 
What would you like from Ireland? What would you like Ireland to do for you? Or what would you like to do for Ireland? I would love to give back, even at my age, if I can go out and work. My passion is looking after people and giving. That's just my whole life. Wanting from the Irish, I have been so accepted, especially here in Abeliques. The people are amazing. I've yet to meet a disgruntled Irish person. I haven't met that yet. I've only met really good people. They've given us everything already. There's not much more I can ask for. But just to be able to live here, the last, what we've got left, whatever years we've got, that I can live here. My grandson is with me and he's going to be 18 now in February. And like I said, I'll be 70 in January. I cannot go back. We cannot go back. That's it. Home Stories is funded by Creative Ireland with the support of Leash and Westmead County Councils. Music by Brian Moglin and Miles O'Reilly. The series was edited and produced by Lauren Varian. More episodes at moncon.com. That's M-A-N-C-H-A-N dot com.